got me gonna be the same I'm gonna change my way of living, boy That ain't enough Why, then I'll change the way I strut my stuff Nobody wants you when you're old and gray There'll be some changes made today There'll be some changes made
Well, thank you very much. You're listening to WETF, South Bend, Indiana, the jazz station, and this is the Jazz Focus. I'm your host, John Clark, and thank you for joining us again this week. Well, today we're going to be focusing on the music of one performer, and if you've listened to those first two recordings that I played, you might assume that that performer was Benny Goodman, but you would be wrong about that. We're actually going to be listening to uh, the music, uh, performances, solos, and compositions of a very, very fine, if forgotten, saxophone player named Toots Mondello. Toots Mondello was born Nunzio Mondello in Boston in 1911, and uh, I don't know if he was a prodigy or not, but he was certainly a, a fast learner, and he uh, was touring with a band that was led by a fellow named Mal Hallett by the time uh, Toots was 16 or so, about 1927. He uh, toured with that band for several years and made their made his first recordings with them as well. Mal Hallett had a band in New England that was, uh, I guess, really a territory band from uh, New England, but uh, it did make forays into New York to make recordings, and uh, it lasted for about 30 years or so, that particular band. Toots was in it for a couple of years, as I said, towards the end of the 1920s. By about 1931, 32 or so, he was in New York. He was doing uh, work with several bands and a lot of recording sessions. He played full-time with the Joe Hames Orchestra. We're going to be hearing some Joe Hames on a future uh, radio show or podcast. He uh, played with Phil Harris. He played with Ray Noble's uh, American Band. He uh, was Benny Goodman's first lead alto player. Goodman thought very highly of Toots Mondello and hired him whenever he could, but Mondello was so uh, busy and so... um accomplished in his field. He didn't really need to tour that much, and he made a point of not signing on with bands that did extensive touring because he wanted to stay in the New York area where he was raising his family. Uh, He did a lot of work for radio stations, for some uh, classical orchestras, for other bands, uh, and a lot of recording dates as well. Uh, He was a a very... uh, extensively trained musician, I guess you'd have to say. He uh, later took up flute and became a very accomplished flute player and also composed a number of flute works. My uh, saxophone teacher uh, from the Coast Guard Academy, Jim Digert, told me that he went to a concert in the 70s, I think, where um, some Toots Mondello pieces were being played and they uh, recognized the composer. Toots was in the audience right in front of Jim, so he said he got to meet him at that point. He also, Toots, uh, played in um, some classical groups. He played on stage on one of the Verdi operas, I think it was Rigoletto, that had a a banda on stage uh, performing as part of the plot, and Toots was part of that group as well. So he did quite a lot of interesting things in music over the course of his life. He lived to a fairly ripe old age. He lived to 1992, so was about 80, 81 years old, and I think he kept up playing pretty much to the end. We're going to hear some recordings of him playing clarinet. He was actually a remarkably good clarinet player. Goodman uh, featured him on clarinet, of all things, doing a Ted Lewis imitation on one of his broadcasts. I think it was one of the Let's Dance broadcasts. And as I said, Goodman uh, thought very highly of Mondello's lead alto playing, and he was his first choice. uh, Because he wouldn't tour, Goodman used Jaime Scherzer quite often, too. And Jaime was a very fine lead alto player, but he wasn't a soloist, and Toots was. And Goodman paid uh, Mondello the compliment of giving him solos on quite a few recordings uh, at different times when he was playing with his band. And we heard two of them uh, to begin with. We heard There Will Be Some Changes Made, which was recorded uh, in uh, August of 1939 for Columbia. It was actually a test pressing. It was an unreleased take. The the released uh, version of that song had a Benny Goodman clarinet solo. And for some reason on this test pressing, he uh, uh, gave up his solo and gave it to Toots. So that's a pretty, pretty high rate of praise there. We also heard on trumpet, I believe, 
believe it was uh, Corky Cornelius on trumpet. Not so sure about that. Could have been Ziggy Elman, too. He was with the band. And a little bit of Benny Goodman at the beginning, and a vocal by Louise Tobin. Then we went to a tune that uh, Mondello composed called Beyond the Moon, otherwise known as Toots Dream. And that was from November 22nd of 1939, also for Columbia, and featured Mondello and Goodman all the way through. As I said, Mondello was quite a quite a good composer. He may be responsible for some of the arrangements uh, of these things as well that we're going to be hearing, although they're not credited, but entirely possible. So now we're going to go back a little bit uh, to 1936, to two recordings that were made by Dick McDonough and his orchestra. Dick McDonough was a uh, wonderful guitar player who's, uh, who didn't live very long, unfortunately. He died, not I don't think, too long after these recordings, which were made in August of 1936. He was kind of the uh, successor to Eddie Lang, and Eddie Lang, of course, died quite young as well. Uh, this band has Bunny Berrigan on trumpet. Lloyd Turner on trombone, Toots Mondello playing clarinet and alto, and we will hear solos on both of those, Larry Binion on tenor sax, Adrian Rolini on bass sax and vibraphone, Manny Prager on piano, Dick McDonough on guitar, Paul Prince on bass, and uh, uh, one African-American player, Cozy Cole on drums. Kind of an interesting uh, inclusion there in a time when... Uh, integration was not the order of the day, even in recording studios. So these were recorded for uh, ARC, the uh, dime store labels uh, of the period, and we will hear two tunes. We'll hear Dardanella and In a Sentimental Mood. Following that, we will hear two tunes that Mondello made while he was with Benny Goodman at the same time he did the uh, tunes that we heard earlier, this is a, these are sessions that were led by uh, Lionel Hampton for RCA Victor. Hampton had a whole series of recordings throughout the mid to late 30s, mostly the late 30s, and even into the early 40s, which were just pickup bands. Whoever was in town, they would go in and play jazz tunes and some uh, occasional uh, pop tunes of the day as well. We're going to hear four or five times, which was a, a, a blues, sort of a, a novelty blues tune from the late 1920s. We're going to hear uh, some very nice Toots Mondello on there. Also, Ziggy Elman on trumpet, Jerry Jerome and, ten- and uh, Ben Webster, both on tenor sax, Clyde Hart on piano, Al Casey on guitar, Artie Bernstein on bass, and uh, Slick Jones on drums, and of course, Lionel Hampton on vibraphone. That was from, uh, or will be from October 30th of 1939. Then we're going to jump up a few months to uh, February 26th of 1940, also for Victor, Lionel Hampton and his orchestra. We're going to hear Save It Pretty Mama, which is a tune that Louis Armstrong had recorded with his uh, Savoy Ballroom 5 in the late 20s. And here is a largely Benny Goodman orchestra. Um, Ziggy Elman on trumpet, Toots Mondello and Buff Estes on alto saxes, Jerry Jerome and Bud Johnson on tenor saxes. Bud Johnson was playing with Earl Hines at the time, I believe. Spencer Odom on piano, Ernie Ashley on guitar, Artie Bernstein on bass, and Nick Fatula on drums with Lionel Hampton on vibraphone. And Lionel Hampton does the vocals on those as well. Then we're going to end up with a kind of a novelty. Uh, Mondello uh, led several sessions in the 1930s. We'll talk about that in the next break. This one was with a trio. It's called Toots Mondello and His Orchestra, but it's only Mondello on alto sax, Claude Thornhill on piano, and Nick Fatula on drums. This is from December of 1939 for the Royale label. And uh, on this date, uh, December 18, 1939, they recorded four uh, Toots Mondello compositions, which were really more along the lines of semi-classical, novelty, uh, what have you, almost in the style of, of Rudy Weedoft. Uh, the tune that we're going to hear first up is Here's Your Change, and that is 
something of a ripoff of the Jimmy Dorsey Oodles of Noodles, which, if you know that, you'll hear similarities in there, but Mondello plays it beautifully. And that will be our set. We will do one more tune from that set uh, session uh, to begin our next set. But... Before that, let me tell you what you're going to hear. Dick McDonough and his orchestra, Dardanella and In a Sentimental Mood, Lionel Hampton and his orchestra, Four or Five Times and Save It Pretty Mama, and Toots Mondello and his orchestra slash trio, and here's your change. Thank you. 
five times, four or five times, I delight doing things right, four or five times. Maybe I sigh, maybe I cry. If I do, I will try it four or five times. Keep out to daddy, oh daddy, daddy.
Well, there we are. That uh, last piece was quite interesting. As I said, kind of a knockoff that might not be totally fair, but very similar to Jimmy Dorsey's Oodles of Noodles, which was from about 1930. This was a piece by Toots Mondello called Here's Your Change from 1939. Showed off some very... Uh, Advanced technique, um, some very, uh, very, very solid uh, musicianship skills there. And Toots Mandela was really renowned for his musicianship and his lead alto playing. He was one of the best lead altos of the 1930s. And as I said, he was enough in demand, he didn't really have to tour. When Benny Goodman would come to town and use him on extended engagements, the saxophone section always sounded a little bit different than it did with anybody else. Those first two recordings we heard, uh, Changes Made and uh, Beyond the Moon, both show a very distinct sounding, distinctive sounding saxophone section, and uh, it's all because of Toots Mondello. So we started out with Dardanella and In a Sentimental Mood by Dick McDonough and his orchestra. Had some very good Bunny Berrigan on trumpet. Uh, we heard Adrian Rolini on short solos on both vibraphone and bass sax, and uh, Art, or excuse me, uh, Larry Binion on tenor sax as well. But uh, I think the star here was Toots Mondello playing a lot of clarinet on Dardanella and a very good clarinet as well. He didn't have a, a thin sound the way saxophone players often do. He had a very uh, broad, rich sound, almost... Uh, sort of like Artie Shaw did at the time, and perhaps if he had kept uh, focusing on clarinet, that would have been his instrument, who knows, but uh, as I said, he was uh, regarded as a, as a one of the finest saxophone players of the day. And In a Sentimental Mood gives us the chance to compare both clarinet and alto sax, because he soloed on each one. Then, after that, we went to those two Lionel Hampton uh, uh, pickup groups, sort of pickup groups anyway, we heard uh, four or five times, which featured Hampton on vocal and vibraphone. We heard, uh, again, an excellent Toots Mondello alto solo, along with Ziggy Elman on trumpet, Ben Webster in that case on tenor sax, and Clyde Hart on piano. Then, a few months later, Save It Pretty Mama in 1940, February 1940, we heard Ziggy Elman again, and Lionel Hampton on vibes, and I think it was Jerry Jerome on tenor sax in that case, but uh, the introductory solo, the longest solo, one of the longest solos anyway, was by Toots Mondello. He was very well thought of by uh, his contemporaries, certainly. And as I mentioned, Benny Goodman did not uh, give up his solos very easily, but he did to Mondello. And if you listen to the Benny Goodman big band recordings from the various years, uh, I don't think he ever featured an alto player as much as he did Toots Mondello. As I said, Jaime Scherzer wasn't known as a soloist, but even when he had good soloists uh, playing alto, he didn't really feature them. People like Dave Matthews very occasionally, even when he had Phil Woods uh, on some of those European and Russian trips. Uh, he didn't feature him all that much, so Toots was really something else. So we're going to go on to our next set, and we're going to hear uh, one other tune from that trio session. This one is called Burning Sticks, and uh, again, features some, some very musical, uh, almost classical alto playing by Mondello. Then we're going to hear a few of the tunes that he recorded under his own name. He recorded three other sessions, uh, big bands or little big bands uh, in 1937, 8, and 9, one in each year. Um, the third one in 1939 we're going to hear as part of a different podcast because it features Ziggy Elman on trumpet and a saxophone section, the Benny, uh, Goodman saxophone section from the day, plus a, a rhythm section. And uh, Elman 
did about 20 sides with that instrumentation, and Mondello did four, and they were all about the same time, and we're going to uh, excerpt uh, a bunch of those uh, for a different podcast. The first two sessions that uh, Mondello did under his own name were from uh, November of 1937 and February of 1938, both for the Brunswick label. The first session, we really don't know who was on it, uh, other than Gene Krupa on drums and Toots Mondello on alto sax. It doesn't sound like the Benny Goodman musicians. Uh, not sure who. The vocalist in this case is Barry McKinley. He also sings on the uh, other session. He has a kind of a Red Mackenzie style, kind of that whiskey baritone. So we're going to hear two tunes from the first session. Let That Be a Lesson to You, which uh, features prominently in several Warner Brothers cartoons from that period. You may recognize it from that. And then Bob Hope's theme song, Thanks for the Memory, both featuring excellent saxophone section work and alto sax solos. Then from the second date, uh, which has a more uh, known personnel, Charlie Margulis and Russ Case on trumpets, Will Bradley and Jack Jenny on trombones, Henry Wade and Hank Ross on tenors, Toots Mondello and Arnold Brillhart and Eric White on altos, Claude Thornhill on piano, Larry Hall on guitar, Delmar Kaplan on bass, and Sammy Weiss on drums. And uh, apparently these arrangements were done by Franklin Marks, we're told. And we're going to hear At Sundown... And I'll See You in My Dreams, the Edgar Sampson tune, both, again, featuring outstanding saxophone section work and solos by the leader, Toots Mondello. So those are our tunes. Uh, coming up, we're going to hear uh, Burning Sticks, followed by Let That Be a Lesson to You, Thanks for the Memory, At Sundown, and I'll See You in My Dreams. <laughs> Thank you. 
was the discoverer of America And he sailed the sea in 1492 But the good Queen Isabella Found a more attractive fella And Columbus wound up in the juggaroo Oh, let that be a lesson to you Everybody meets his Waterloo He wasn't too big to end up behind the eight ball And remember, buddy, there is still a lot of room for you Thank you. 
was some pretty swingy little small group arrangements there, as uh, we mentioned. Apparently, those were uh, arranged, the second two anyway, or the last two we heard, at sundown and I'll See You in My Dreams, arranged by a fellow named Franklin Marks. And he had a career a little bit later than that out on the West Coast in the studios. He worked for Disney, he worked for some other movie studios, and he actually did some work for Stan Kenton later on, too. But uh, he apparently was responsible for those two arrangements that we just heard featuring uh, Toots Mondello and also uh, a little bit of uh, Charlie Margulis on trumpet, I think, there, and I'll see you in my dreams. And uh, possibly Jack Jenny as well on trombone. The two tunes before that, let that be a lesson to you, and thanks for the memory. Uh, also from, uh, or they were from 1937. The uh, two at the end were from 1938, a couple of months later. Uh, the two prior ones, let that be a lesson to you, and thanks for the memory, featured Barry McKinley on vocals, and may very well also have been Franklin Mark's arrangements. Kind of nifty little arrangements there. Before that, we heard uh, the second tune from that uh, kind of semi-classical <laughs> or novelty session that the Toots Mandela Trio did in December of 1939 for Royale. We heard Burning Sticks, a uh, companion piece to Here's Your Change, which we finished out the last set with. There were two other tunes from that session, Sunset Lullaby and Shades of Jade, which we might play at some other point. Uh, Mondello also recorded Shades of Jade with the uh, Lionel Hampton Band, a uh, very pretty arrangement of that. Didn't really feature his playing, it featured his lead playing, but not any real solos in there, so I decided not to include that. So we have two more tunes to uh, bring us up to speed on Toots Mondello. As I said, he was in the studios in the 1940s, he did radio work, he did... Um, uh, television shows. He worked pretty continuously. I don't think he, he uh, had too many lean years. He was such a good musician. In the 70s, we can uh, hear him on some Flying Dutchman uh, records that Bob Thiel produced, some of the ones with Bobby Hackett and Teresa Brewer. He was doing very fine work then, and as I said, he lived until 1992 and had a parallel career as a classical composer. We're going to uh, finish up this uh, show with two kind of odd things from the 1940s. Stylistically, not quite the same as what we've been hearing, but both do feature Toots Mondello. Um, we're going to hear, uh, first of all, uh, a tune called Scattle de Mooch, which was by Chris Smith, who wrote Ball and the Jack. And this tune came from 1915. It was recorded uh, in this uh, case in 1947, I believe, uh, by Dean Kincaid and his band. And this band featured um, some of the uh, players uh, from the New York Dixieland scene, I guess you'd have to say. Yank Lawson on trumpet, Cuddy Cutshaw on trombone, Peanuts Hucko on clarinet, Toots Mondello on alto, Paul Ricci, uh, actually his name was Paul Ricci, I have just found out, on tenor sax. We're going to be doing a show on him at some point as well. Dean Kincaid, the leader on baritone sax and arranging, Dave Bowman on piano, Carl Kress on guitar, Trigger Alpert on bass, and Ray Baduke on drums. This was an unreleased session for Capital, and uh, this tune is definitely not a 20s uh, style arrangement. It's a much more progressive uh, late swing arrangement. And that will lead us nicely into our last tune, which is almost a bebop arrangement. It starts out that way. Very unusual session led by Bob Haggart, the bass player for uh, the Bob Crosby Band, and then of course later for the World's Greatest Jazz Band. And uh, this is called Bob Haggart and His Boys. And this was uh, a V-disc, apparently, that was done in April of 1947. It's one of... Um, eight tunes that were recorded on this date, um, we're going to hear Indian Love Call. And before you turn off the radio thinking of Nelson Eddy and Jeanette MacDonald, this is a very 
progressive-sounding jazz arrangement for 1947, especially considering the swing-era uh, credentials of the performers. Chris Griffin on trumpet, Pina Tucco on clarinet, Toots Mandela on alto, Artie Drellinger on tenor sax, Stan Freeman on piano, Dan Perry on guitar, Bob Haggard on bass, and Bunny Shocker on drums. And a uh, very interesting arrangement, which will feature some great solos, including, of course, by Toots Mondello. So I hope you've enjoyed this program. Uh, my name is John Clark, and you are listening to the Jazz Focus here on WETF, South Bend, Indiana, the Jazz Station. And uh, uh, we're happy to be bringing you these programs. If you're interested in, in plumbing the depths a little more deeply of jazz history, uh, take a listen to my podcast, which is is also called the Jazz Focus. You can access that on Spotify or Apple or many other platforms, including our home platform, anchor.fm. So do a search on that and you'll find quite a few things. I think we have about a hundred and some podcasts and radio shows on there right now. So one more time, again, Toots Mondello, great alto saxophonist, great musician, hardly known today, but I think you'll agree that from having listened to these recordings for the last hour or so, he's definitely worthy of uh, some renewed attention. So Dean Kincaid and his band and Scattle Demooch and Bob Haggart and his boys and Indian Love Call, both featuring Toots Mondello. ¶¶ 